Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. In the book of John chapter 2, John chapter 2, the Bible tells us of the story. Jesus went to a marriage ceremony. Bible says that the, the wine was finished. They came to Mary and they told Mary that the wine is finished. They, Mary turned to Jesus and said they have no more wine. Jesus did not want to be involved at that point in time. He didn't want to be on the stage, but his mother put him on stage and the mother turned and said to the people, he said, whatever he tells you, do it. John chapter 2 verse 5. He said, whatever he says to you, just do it. And the Bible tells us that he gave them instruction. He said, take water, put it in the pot. Take the water that you put in the pot, go and give it to the governor of the feast. And the Bible says, as they were doing so, in verse number 10, the Bible says, and the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know from where it came, but the servant who drew the water knew, the master of the feast called on the, called the bridegroom and said to him, every man at the beginning set out the good wine, and when the guests have been well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. In other words, when we take the time to listen to what Jesus is saying, when we take the time to listen to his instruction and follow the instruction, the first thing you are going to notice is that it's going to rescue you from all unnecessary embarrassment. The thing that causes people to be embarrassed, the thing that causes people to be ashamed, when you listen for the instruction of heaven, when you listen to what God is telling you, he rescues you from unnecessary embarrassment. This is what happened. There was a marriage, and all of a sudden the drinks were finished. And the only way, that was a certain embarrassment for the groom and for all the people that put the party together. And the first thing you find is that when you, as an individual, come to the point where you are facing a certain embarrassment, the Lord God Almighty, and you listen to his voice, he rescues you from that environment and from that embarrassment. Number two, when you take the time to listen and to obey his instruction, what you find is that you begin to experience what is called unexplainable miracles. Because things begin to happen in your life that you cannot explain. Things begin to happen in your life that you cannot begin to account for. You are beginning to see God move on your behalf. You are beginning to see road open for you. You are beginning to see things fall in pleasant places for you. Not because of your not because of your wisdom, not because of your ability, but because you are able to hear and listen to his instruction. So the first thing you will see is that the Lord will rescue you from you know on, from from certain embarrassment. Number two, he will give you unexplainable miracle. Number three, it will position you for honor and for praise. The Bible says, and he said to him, every man at the beginning set out a wine. And when the guests are well drunk, then they infuse. And you 
have kept it, the good wine, until now. In other words, the governor of the priest was commending the people who put the party together. Because he was saying, when you obey the instruction of heaven, you position yourself for honor and for praise. Number four, when you put, when you take the time to hear what is saying, and you are doing what is saying, you become a mystery to people. You become a wonder to people. Because what makes other people fail, you begin to succeed. Where other people are not able to make progress, as you listen and you follow the instruction, doors begin to open unto you. And finally, if you dedicate yourself to doing whatever he tells you, to hearing and doing and obeying the instruction that he gives you, you make yourself a candidate of promotion and a candidate of success. Because when he gives you clear instruction, because he sees the end from the very beginning, and he starts giving you instruction, and you start following that instruction, you make yourself a candidate of promotion, a candidate of success. And so you see, my brothers and sisters, when Mary told the people, when Mary told those guys that anything he tells you to do, do it. Mary was giving them a very simple key to move to the next level. Mary was giving them one of the paths that an individual will take if he wants to get to the next level. And that path is to be able to hear and to follow divine instructions. The path to the next level is the path of listening and hearing for divine direction, for divine guidance. You see, my brothers and sisters, what you must understand is that there is a revelation that God gives you. The Lord tells you, this is what I want to do for you. But I want you to understand that if you don't have an understanding of how to get to where you're supposed to get to, the revelation is one thing, but fulfilling that revelation is a different story. So when the Lord is telling you, this is what I have in store for you. If you don't know how to be able to follow, to, if you don't know what to do to bring to pass the revelation that God is showing you, you'll find that that revelation may not come to pass. So without God's leading, the revelation of God for your life may not find fulfillment. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Without the leading of the Almighty God, without the instructions that God gives you, without understanding how to do certain things. The Lord might tell you this is how beautiful and how colorful your destiny looks like. If you don't know how to follow his instruction, if you cannot hear what he's telling you, you will find out that you may end up walking against yourself. You may end up destroying the things that is supposed to be for your own benefits. So without God's leading, revelation may not find fulfillment. If God does not give you a step-by-step direction as to how you are supposed to get to where you are supposed to get to, your the revelation of your future may not be a reality. Many of us know where certain places are on the map. Say, for example, for those of us who have never been to, what do you call it? There's a place called Chapman, Tennessee. You have never been to Chapman, Tennessee. It's a real place. It's not far from here. If you have never been there before, you look on the map, you see it. The map gives you a revelation of where it is. That this is the location that you might be able to find it. But if you don't have a nice GPS that will give you turn-by-turn direction, you can wander the whole of Tennessee and not be able to find it. That is what happens between a revelation and the leading of the Spirit of the Almighty God. The Lord gives you a picture. This is where I want to take you. But the leading of the Almighty God is the step-by-step direction that it gives you in the fulfillment of of that particular revelation. So when I say God's leading and direction, uh, what am I talking about? When we're talking about the leading of God, that God leads you step by step to the fulfillment of his prophet, to the fulfillment of his dream for your life. What are we talking about? Number one, I'm talking about a step, a, a guidance that God gives you along the way. 
There's a guidance that the Lord gives you along the way. It is, you know, when we talk about leading, we're talking about going before another person to show you the way. A person doesn't know the way. So what do you do? Somebody stands in front and lead that person as to how to move, how to move forward, how to get to where you're supposed to go. So when we say God is leading, we're talking about, so to take someone from somewhere by going in front of that person while that person is following. So when God is leading you, it means that God is in front of you and you are following. God is directing the way and you are following. That's what it means to follow. In Psalm number 32, reading from verse number 8, the Bible says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way where in the way which thou shalt go, I will guide thee with my own eyes. In other words, the Lord is saying that there is a way that we want to do this business if you are going to work with me. He said, I am going to instruct you. I am going to teach you the way you are supposed to go. I am going to guide you with my own eye. In other words, I'm not leaving you hanging. I'm not telling you something that is impossible. I'm not telling you something that you cannot, that you need to do by yourself. What I am telling you is that I am going to show you where I'm taking you. Then I am going to now begin to lead you by myself. I'm going to begin to show you the way that you are supposed to go. I'm going to guide you myself. That's what the Bible is telling us. And when God is saying he's leading you, God is basically saying, I am going to take you. I'm going to go in front of you while you are following me. And that's why I tell people God is not the author of confusion. God cannot lead you and leave you hanging. It is never going to happen. God never leaves you and then you are now confused as to what to do. He gives you clear instruction. When God is taking you, when God is leading you, it means that God is taking you somewhere while you are following him. In the book of Exodus chapter 13, reading from verse number 21, the Bible says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud, and led them by the way, and by night in a pillar of fire, to give them light to go day and night. Which means they were wanting, they were going in the wilderness. GPS has not been created. Nobody has mapped out the road. But the Lord says that I was going to, he, said, he took them by the pillar of cloud by day and then by the pillar of fire by night. So when the Lord is leading you, it means that the Lord is going before you to show you the way that you must follow. The question is, why does God lead his people? Why do you need the leading of the almighty God? That's the question here. My brothers and sisters, you need the leading of the almighty God because number one, you are limited as a person. You are limited. God is the one that knows the end from the very beginning. That's what the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 46 verse 10 tells us, it said, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, the things which are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. In other words, the Lord knows the end from the very beginning that, and because you are limited, the only thing you can see is what is right in front of you. That is why you need the leading of the Almighty God. Number two, you need the leading of the Almighty God because mistakes and misdirections are very, very costly. When you take the wrong turn, you will be very, very sorry for it. It's very, very costly. The point I'm trying to make is that there are some mistakes you make in life. It's going to be very costly. You will be lucky if you are able to get yourself back again. There are some mistakes that you make and it destroys your life completely. There are some mistakes that you make that you will not be able to recover. There are some mistakes that you make and everything about you is completely tarnished. The point I'm making is that you need God's direction, number one, because you are limited. Number two, because misdirection is very, very costly. And that's why I tell you, you have to be careful the people you work with. You're careful the kind of information you allow into your life. 
careful the people that you associate yourself with. Because if you hang around the wrong crowd and you make the wrong turn in life, it's going to cost you. Going to cost you. Number three, why do you need God's leading? You need God's leading because this life that we are living is a very long life. Yes, it might be very short, but it's a long life. You need the, you need to be able to know what God has in store for you and how to be able to get there. Why do you need the leading of the Almighty God? You need the leading of the Almighty God because this life is treacherous. There are a lot of people who are willing to do you bad. There are people who want to knock you down. There are people who want to make sure that the plan and purpose of God is not fulfilled in your life. You may not believe it, but that's the story. That's the reality. There are people who do not want you to be able to see the things that God has promised you. That's why you need the story. That's why you need the direction of the Almighty God. There are people who set trap, who set trap for the other people to fall into. That's why the psalmist always pray, Lord, draw me, draw me nearer to you. Not only that, why do you need the direction of the Almighty God? You need the direction of the Almighty God because life is unknown. There are a lot of unknown factors, a lot of unknown variables. And you need to connect with the one that knows the end from the very beginning. That's why you do it. That's why you need the leading. That is why you need to understand what God, what lies at the corner, what lies at the end of the road, so that you can prepare yourself, so that you can be ready for anything that the enemy throws your way, and so that you can fulfill the very intention for which God has created you. Now that you have an idea of why you need, the question is, how does God lead his people? Proverbs chapter 8, reading from verse number 33, the Bible says, Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my door. For whosoever finds me finds life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. I want you to look at that verse number 33 and 34 again. He say, Hear instruction and be wise and refuse and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me and watch daily at my gates, waiting at the doorpost of my door. The Bible is basically saying that for you to hear the Almighty God, you need instruction. Look at that verse in verse number 33. It says, Hear instruction and be wise. For you to be guided. How God leads his people, he leads them by instruction. It gives you a clear instruction what to do, what not to do. And the Bible is full of the instructions of the Almighty God. That is how he leads. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. So when the Lord is telling you from his word, do X, Y, Z, then do it. Don't do X, Y, Z, don't do it. Because the Lord knows that if you follow his instruction, you will get to the desired destination. But if you decide to ignore or disobey his instruction, you endanger your own soul. So the Lord, when he leads you, the Lord leads, number one, by instruction. Number two, the Lord leads by guidance. The Lord leads by guidance. How be when the, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truths. That is the book of John chapter 16, reading from verse number 13, talking about the Holy Spirit. When the spirit of God comes, he is going to guide you into all truth. The Lord leads you by guiding you. By telling you, and you know it if you are with the, if you, if you, if you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you are in tune with the Spirit, when you are about to take a wrong turn, something inside of you tells you, ah, 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 be careful, be careful, be careful. That is the Lord God Almighty giving you guidance. So the Lord leads you by instruction. The Lord leads you by guidance. Number three, the Lord leads you by discernment. First Corinthians chapter two, 
Reading from verse number 14, the Bible said, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. You need discernment. The Lord leads you by discerning. There are people you come in contact with, and as, so, as soon as you come in contact with them, something in your spirit tells you, stay away from this person. And there are some people, as soon as you come in contact with them, the spirit of the Almighty God kind of, the, the spirit of the Almighty God inside of you tells you, this is a person you need to work with. There are situations you find yourself, the Lord say, get out of this particular place. You lead by discernment. It leads by discernment. So the Lord leads you, number one, by instruction. The Lord leads you, number two, by guidance. The Lord leads you, number three, by discernment. The Lord leads you, number four, through his words. Through his words. The Bible says, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word of God tells you the do's and the don'ts of the kingdom. The word of God tells you the things that you need to know and the things you do know, you know, you should, you should pay attention to. Through the word of God, he guides you. And then finally, the Lord leads through his spirits. Say, so how be the spirit of truth when he's come will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. Whatsoever he hears, that shall he speak and he will show you things to come. The spirit of the almighty God not only guides you, he gives you revelation. It shows you what it was about, what's about to happen. Tells you the mind of God concerning you. There is a situation that was about to happen. The Bible says that it was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. You all know the story. It's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot was living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot was right there. But God did not talk to him. God went to somebody who was not living in Sodom. Was talking to Abraham about the destruction of a city that you are living in. So you find God does not just talk to anybody. God is very selective in the way he talks to people. So when you hear somebody just come and start making noise, yeah, God told me, God told me this. Everybody wants to be a prophet now. They are not even satisfied in being a prophet. They want to be called apostle now. This is what God said. This is, and you look at that person and look at their life. What they are saying does not agree. Their lifestyle does not agree with their profession. They just keep making noise. And I'm saying all these things not to put down anybody, but for you to understand that the word of God, the Bible said that every word of God that goes unto him shall not return unto him void. And it will accomplish everything that comes out of his mouth. So when the Lord says, thus says the Lord, it will surely come to pass. And that is why he was telling the children of Israel when they were still in the wilderness. He said, how do you test a prophet? You say you test a prophet by finding out whether what he says come to pass. So don't let anybody just cajole you. Telling you nonsense talk and telling you, God told me, God told me. And you look at their life, God told you. That's a story for another day. Who does God talk to? Who does God lead and instruct? My brothers and sisters, look at the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, reading from verse number 14, the Bible says that for as many who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God can never lead you unless you are one of his own. That's what it means. God can never lead the people who are not his sons, who are not his daughters, who are not his children. He will never. The Spirit of God is only for those people who have been regenerated. So who does the Lord lead? The Lord leads his children. He leads his sons and daughters. The Lord leads the meek. In the book of Psalm, Psalm 25, reading from verse number 9, he said, the meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his ways. Not just anybody. A lot of people standing here, they are so proud, and they say, the Lord told me. And the Bible says that the Lord, the meek, will he teach his judgment. Which means there's a disagreement between what we are claiming that God is saying and what is what is what is telling us. If you are not meek, if you are not lowly, you will find out that the word of God will be very scarce in your life. The Bible says that Moses was the meekest man 
And if you read the Bible, you will say that Moses was that kind of a guy. The one of the very few people who spoke to God face to face. Because the Bible says that the meek will he teach his way. If you want to hear the voice of the Almighty God, you want to hear the leading of the Almighty God, you want to get instruction from him, learn to be meek. Why is the life of the generation of our people today upside down? Because they know everything. All they have to do is type it on Google and it brings it back. Useless information they cram. Useful information they don't pay attention to. Because they know everything they will not. They don't want to read the word of God. They don't want to submit themselves to the hand of the Almighty God. And their life is upside down and they keep going in that direction. But who can hear the instruction of God? It is the man. Number one, who is the son? Number two, who is me? Number three, who is spiritually sensitive? But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. Because they are spiritually discerned. You have to be spiritually sensitive to hear the word of God. And that is why you need a little bit of quietness in your life. A little bit of quietness. There are people who keep yapping all day. And then they come out and tell you the Lord told me. How can the Lord be competing with the noise that is going on in your life? You cannot hear the voice of God when you cannot quiet, when you cannot keep your mouth quiet. The Bible says, in stillness and in quietness, so shall you be strong. When the Lord Almighty wants to speak to you, you need some stillness, some quietness. But many of us are so busy, we are so noisy, we are so loud, and yet we want to manifest the gift of the Spirit. Yes, God said, shabla, 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 shabla. And then you look at the person and say, my friend, look at your life, look at what you're saying. It doesn't agree. God is not an offer of confusion. The word of God will never go void. What he sends is what he accomplishes what he does. And you see the sign of that accomplishment in the life of the person who is proclaiming the word of God to you. So the people, the people that God leads, number one, they are, this, they are his sons. Number two, they are meek. Number three, they are spiritually sensitive. Number four, they are committed to following him. In other words, they are willing to live a life of obedience. You are a disobedient person and you are coming to prophesy. What kind of prophecy are you giving? You are not living in the parameters of the word of God and you are coming to declare the word of God. What kind of word are you declaring? The people, the God that the Lord will lead, they are the people who are committed to following him. Not only that, they are the people who minister at his altar. Now I need to explain this to you. It doesn't mean the people who are priests or pastors. The altar of the Lord is where the angel and the presence of the almighty God is. And one of the altars, we have several altars. The church itself is an altar because this is the trafficking of angels. The spirit of the almighty God is here. The altar of the almighty God that you have in your home is the place where you dedicate to be able to pray to the almighty God. Your place of prayer is an altar. And the Lord almighty only speaks to the people who minister to him at that particular altar of prayer. It is when you are calling upon his name, when you are seeking his face at the altar of prayer, that is when the voice of God comes. When you are ministering to him in songs and you are worshipping him, that is when the voice of the Almighty God comes. The Bible says when it was about to be able to Paul and Silas, what it did was that if you read the book of Acts of the Apostles chapter 13, it said as they ministered to the Lord and they fasted. In other words, as they were ministering at the altar of prayer, through fasting, through praise, the Holy Ghost said... Until you are at the full, at the altar of prayer, ministering to the Almighty God in prayer, fasting, singing praises to the Almighty God, the voice of God will not come. So if you want to hear His voice, spend time at His altar. If you want to hear His direction, learn to give Him praise. If you want to hear His voice, learn to minister to Him in fasts. 
Learn to be able to do the things that you need to do at the altar. And then the altar will respond. The altar will speak. The Bible says that as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me part of the Barnabas and Saul for the work we are unto I have called them. For you to hear his voice, you need to minister to him at his altar. And those are the people that take the time to be able to get the instruction of the Almighty God. These are the, these are the, these are the things, these are the kind of people that the Lord Almighty will minister to. The question is, what happens when the Lord leads you? When you begin to receive instructions from him? When the Lord begins to talk to you? When he begins to give you step-by-step direction? What happens when the Lord leads you? Look at the book of Psalm 23. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. The question is, what happens when the Lord begins to guide you? What happens when the Lord begins to give you instruction? What happens when the Lord begins to lead you in the way you're supposed to go? The first thing you will notice that when the Lord becomes your shepherd, he begins to lead you. You will never want because he will meet you at the very point of your need. He will supply your need when he leads you. When the Lord gives you an assignment and says, go. He will always make provision available for it. So when the Lord leads you, he supplies. And Jesus himself even questioned his disciple. If you read the book of Luke chapter 22, in verse number 35, the Bible, Jesus Christ asked his disciple, he said, when I sent you out without a purse and a scrip and a shoe, lack you anything? And his disciple said, no, we'd never lack anything. In other words, when I sent you out to do the work for me, when I ask you to go and preach, and I say, don't carry money, don't take a change of clothes, don't take anything, just go. He said, did you lack anything? And the disciples told him face to face, we did not lack anything. That means that when the Lord leads you, you can never lack. What you need to do the job, he will provide it. What you need to be able to support what he has called you to do, he will provide it. He provides. Number two, when the Lord leads you, when the Lord leads you, what he does is that he provides refreshment and restoration. Look at verse number two of that Psalm 23. He said, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. When the Lord leads you, what he does is that there is no worry. There is no anxiety. If you truly know that God is leading you and you are truly following him, he will refresh your soul. He will restore your soul because there will be no anger, there will be no anxiety, there will be no fretting because he is the one that is leading. Number three, when the Lord leads you, when he's the one doing the leading and you are doing the following, he will align you with his will. He will align you with his will. Look at verse number three of that Psalm 23. He said, he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. In other words, he leads me in such a way that I am aligned with him. I'm not going in one direction and he going in a different direction. That's not him leading. When the Lord is leading, he aligns you with his will. When he's leading you and you are following him, you are going to be walking in lockstep with him. You aligns you with his will when he's leading you. Number four, when the Lord leads you, he comforts and he protects. 
He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, in other words, when life goes upside down, I will fear no evil. When everything is upside down, when the enemy is buffeting, when there are arrows that have been shot, when conditions look very bleak, he said, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In other words, your spirit is present with me. Your spirit is telling me, don't worry. I will take care of this. When you are walking with him, regardless of what the enemy throws at you, it doesn't mean the enemy will stop pursuing. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that when you are walking with him, he makes provision. When you are walking with him, he comforts you. When you are walking with him, he continues to tell you, don't worry about this thing. I will make, I will make it happen for you. So when the Lord, when the Lord leads you, he comforts and he protects. When the Lord will get, when the Lord leads you, he gives you victory in spite of what the enemy will throw at you. He will give you victory. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. That means you give me victory even when my enemies are standing there. You give me victory even when the situation does not appear to be what it's supposed to be. You give me victory even when the whole world is working against me. That's what happens when the Lord is leading you. When the Lord is leading you, he shows you with his love and his mercy. Verse number 5 says that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The Lord will show you the things that you don't even deserve. He will give you the things that you don't deserve. And these are just some of the things that you will enjoy when the Lord is leading you. If you want to get a clear picture of the benefit of God's leading, go and read the book of Deuteronomy 32. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.